Heroes of Good Side, Part 4. Leslie arrived at school to find horrible reminders that today was the big day. To the left were giant signs with the words, Good Side versus Greatsville, who will win the gold medal? And straight ahead were big balloons, each with a face of each team member printed on them. And smack dab in that pile of balloons, and the second spot from the top was Leslie's face. As she walked towards the school entrance, dozens of kids lined up in front of her. She saw that they were coming from the Gritsville tour bus. A tour bus! Goodside barely had a shuttle bus. They were all here for the championship. The line was long and slow moving. Standing in line with all the kids, she started to overhear conversations. And each conversation that she overheard sunk deep into the pit of her stomach. We're going to beat them again because we're great. They could cash in all of those silver medals and never get a gold. What's good side even good for? <laughs> Listen, you little butt-faced students. The only reason that you're going to win today is because my plan fell apart. If it hadn't, I'd be laughing with the gold medal all the way to the bank. <laughs> and what was this plan? To win at losing? <laughs> and just then, the whole line stopped to stare. As if in slow motion, Keiko walked past the entire line. Everyone's eyes widened and jaws dropped. From her tall, slender build to the way her fresh competition uniform matched perfectly with her beautiful brown skin. The walk was so confident with her head held high. All of the chatter turned around into, Who is she? Are we competing against her? I hope she's just a bench warmer. Leslie was even shocked to see her own teammate looking so powerful. Meanwhile, in Yasmin's school, people couldn't get enough of her hair. All throughout the day, compliments after compliments, people wanted to touch it, lay in it, and even take selfies with it. Everyone wanted to know her secret, but she didn't know what she did differently. If she did know, she'd do it every day. She has become the most popular girl in school. Well, except with one kid, Billy the school bully. She didn't like anyone or anything. You know, she once put the pregnant class pet fish in the swimming pool during synchronized swimming. The fish had babies and the synchronized swimming turned into the breakdancing floss and dab to get out of the swimming pool dance. The next day, she beat up five kids for ratting her out. Billy loved the attention, but today, Someone was getting all of the attention, and Billy was going to fix that. Back at home, Mrs. Owale's day started off ordinary. With the two girls at school and Mr. Owale away at work, it was the perfect time to get some cleaning done. Mrs. Owale usually had a flow when she washed the dishes, 
Wash, rinse, stack. Wash, rinse, stack. Wash, rinse, stack. And without realizing it, her flow became faster and faster. Wash, rinse, stack. 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 Charlie watched in amazement until she screamed with joy. But it was so loud that it knocked Mrs. Owale's concentration off just enough to cause her to smash the glass into the faucet. At such high speed, the glass exploded into a thousand pieces flying through the air towards Charlie. Without thought, Mrs. Owale ran to stop the glass. She was so fast that she was able to catch each and every single piece before it hit Charlie or even before it hit the ground. Whoa, I'm quick. Did you see that, Charlie? Must be my mother's instinct. As she continued with her chores, she began to notice that she was very light on her feet. Chores were getting done quick. And instead of stopping at her normal chore list, she continued cleaning until the whole house was clean in just one hour. With so much time to spare, they decided to go grocery shopping. Mr. Owale worked a desk job. 40 hours a week, he stared at a computer and hated it. There was always too much work and not enough time. His boss, Mr. Templey, wanted a report that was due five days from now well, he wanted that today. Mr. Owale had no choice but to work harder, skip lunch, and reduce bathroom breaks down to almost none. To make matters worse, the co-workers to the left and right of him did not do anything but laugh and joke all day long, making it nearly impossible to concentrate. Owale, I need that report on my desk at 3 p.m. Stop all that laughing and joking and get that report to me on time or you're fired. Yes, sorry, sir. I, I, I mean, yes, sir, sir. No, I mean, I, I mean, I, yes, sorry, sir, sir, sir. So, sorry, yes, sir. Guys, seriously, please keep it down. I've got a lot of work to do. Yeah, right. All right. Why do we have to keep quiet? You're the one who has the work to do. Oh, forget it. Forgotten. Hey, Michael. Knock, knock. Who's there? You're fired. You're fired who? Owale's fired. <laughs> With all the noise, Mr. Owale stared at the screen, then at the clock, then back at the screen. With only 45 minutes left, his concentration grew stronger. Now, only 30 minutes left. His concentration became more intense. I'm never going to make it. What am I going to do? I need a miracle. No, no, no. I need to focus. So he put all of his energy into focus. Suddenly, the area of the screen that he was staring at began to warp and to smoke. Mr. Owali didn't seem to notice until his whole monitor caught fire. Someone screamed fire, and then the smoke alarms went off. His monitor was so fully ablaze that it set the sprinklers off. 
all of the employees were forced to evacuate the building. And because of the fire and water damage, the employees had to work from home until the office was cleaned up, no less than two months. Finally, back at the grocery store, Mrs. Owali felt that everyone was moving way too slow for her. Every aisle she turned, there was someone walking in slow motion. Well, it seemed like slow motion to her, so she kicked it up a notch. She began speeding around the supermarket at supersonic speeds, grabbing what she needed as she moved. Charlie was having a blast. The shopping cart was not made for such speeds, so the wheels began to wobble and smoke. Suddenly, they froze. The heat made them melt. The cart would not move. With a cart full of groceries, there was no way that anyone could carry everything to the register. They don't make the carts the way they used to. You stay right here, Charlie, and I'll be right back with a new cart. I'm so full of energy, I'll be back in no time. Stay put. She ran to the entrance, where the carts usually were, but there was nothing. They were all being used. I'm sure there's some in the parking lot. So she glanced back at Charlie, who was sitting there peacefully, then took off. Just then, the most beautiful blue ball rolled down in front of Charlie, then disappeared down an aisle. Charlie must have that ball. So she wiggled her way out of the shopping cart and headed towards the ball. She saw the ball down the aisle turning the corner, so she went after it. Corner after corner, aisle by aisle, the ball led her on a long chase. Mrs. Owali arrived at an empty shopping cart. At the same time, the ball rolled into the employees-only stockroom, with Charlie following close behind. Charlie! Charlie! Mrs. Owale took off and was able to search each and every aisle at record speed. No, Charlie. Mrs. Owale broke down into tears. <laughs> My girl! Charlie finally caught the ball, looked up, and realized that she was in a strange place. So she decided to scream for Mama at the top of her lungs.